Hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. Glad you joined us today. Hey, we're here in our kitchen, mm -hmm. and we've been here for the last seven weeks, yep. and this is the eighth week that we've been talking about marriage, marriage. and how to make marriages better and stronger. And, and, and so this is our eighth and final session mm -hmm. we're going to conclude today. We've been looking at marriage A to Z, and we've been going through the alphabet and taking uh, each letter of the alphabet and words that start with that letter and uh, mm -hmm. trying to, to just help people's marriages. And we've made it all the way down through the letter U, U. and we're going to pick up with that and conclude today. And I want to thank you for being here with me these last oh, You're welcome. Many I've weeks. enjoyed doing it with it's you. It's been a lot, a lot of, fun. of fun. We <laughs> trust that we've been able to help some marriages. And, and uh, hey, if you know people out there who have not yet gotten married, you could, you know, but are thinking about it, you could have them listen to this. Mm -hmm. And this is some, I think we've shared some good things that people should know before they get it's married. Some really you know, good nuggets. Before a man and a woman get married, just if they listen to this beforehand, I think it could be very helpful to them. But anyway, so uh, if you missed any of these sessions, they're in our mm -hmm. archives. You can yeah. go back and get them for free. But anyway, so we've been doing this seven weeks. Today's the last mm -hmm. session. And then next week, I'll pick back up with... Uh, with my, my teachings. I don't know if I'm going to be able to teach without you <laughs> sitting by my side. Yeah, like an empty I'll be standing, yeah, standing back of the pulpit, but we'll give her a go and you'll be continuing with your Wednesday evenings as we go on. And those are really good too. You've done some really good things. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, but do you like preaching with me better or without? With you, oh, definitely. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so hey, let's finish this marriage uh, series today and then and we'll go from there. So let's pick up with the word of A through Z. Marriages A through Z, all of that. What is it? What do we call it? Uh, marriage. It's successful marriages. Well, we we did. Are you having marriage? No, we're having marriage problems. Yep. Was the title? We've got marriage problems in the right, subtitle. Right, you were hitting me over the head with right. With that. is that picture still up there? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, interesting picture. Some people, most people, thought it was liked it, and I think one person didn't like it. But oh well, we meant it to just be humorous. We don't advocate any physical violence. But anyway, with that being said. Uh, uh, we've got marriage problems, and the subtitle was Marriages A to Z. Successful marriages. A to Z. So anyway, let's pick up with you, and let's <laughs> go on before I keep talking. You, understanding. It's so important that you make a real concerted effort to understand your spouse. Uh, not just when you first get married, but all throughout your marriage. Um, to understand what makes them tick, the things that they like, the things they don't like, the things that encourage them, the things that encourage, uh, discourage them, um, what their joys are, what their vision is, what their disappointments are, uh, what, what things make them feel defeated. It's really important um, to show your spouse love by understanding them. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to read you a story. Um, it, it says, uh, in his celebrated book, this is... Uh, Celebrated book, The Five Love Languages, Gary Chapman tells a story about a husband and a wife struggling to relate. When the husband asked his wife, on a scale of 0 to 10, how's your love tank tonight? She said, about 7. When he asked her how he could help fill it, she replied, the greatest thing you could do for me tonight is to do the laundry. Mm. He told Gary, love and laundry? I don't get it. Gary replied, perhaps, perhaps you don't understand your wife's love language. What's her primary love language? The husband replied, touch, and especially the sexual part of marriage. 
Uh, and he said, listen to me carefully, said Gary. The love you feel when your wife expresses love by physical touch is the same love your wife feels when you do the laundry. And he said, bring on the laundry. <laughs> I'll wash the clothes every night if, if it makes her feel that good. Yeah. So we need to understand the differences in each other mm -hmm. and how to uh, communicate well and how to minister to each other's needs. It's really important. And, and those, what is it called, love languages? Mm -hmm. Men and women are just are totally different. I mean, totally different. The typical man, the typical woman are just totally different. And uh, what makes a man tick and what makes a woman tick, just totally different typically. Right. And uh, I know good, good to be able to see things through the other person's eyes. Yeah, and you know the laundry. I, I, you know, I in our marriage, I know if I want to, uh, I, I know the things that make you tick is, you know, uh, is moving is, the laundry over. If I'll, if I'll move the laundry over, or if if I'll, you know, when I vacuum the floors, mm -hmm. or just do those things. Why is that? Uh, it's nice. It's just <laughs> nice. It's, just it's nice. very nice. It's just nice. So, but you know, we, we each have different love languages. The mm -hmm. you know, you and I, and and so I think we've done a pretty good job over the years. You know what you can do to to what ring is it? His bell. To ring my bell, <laughs> and I know what I can do to ring your bell. Yeah. And, and so and, we do it. And we do the, we do the best we can. We mm -hmm. don't. We're not perfect at it, but. No. But we do well, the we best really we can. Try. But it, but you know, and it takes work. Yes, it does. It takes work, and you have to study your spouse and, and just learn about them and mm -hmm. find out about about them. And then, uh, and a lot of times, I don't want to do just as honest as I can be. I don't want to do those things, you know, that make you tick. And I think that you could say the same. But mm -hmm. but we do them anyway, mm -hmm. just because out of love, and uh, it's important to do yes. that. And and it does make you feel good when sure. I'm when I'm doing things and and and. Particularly when I do more than one thing back to back, like move the laundry over and vacuum the carpet, you know, or whatever. Yeah. That really, that's a double tick, right? That's right. But but learn your spouse's uh, love language, what makes them tick, and then and then do those things for mm -hmm. them, and your marriage will be better. Okay. What's next? Next under you is unity. Mm -hmm. Unity. It's really important in your marriage that you're unified, that you have unity in your marriage, that you. Um, that you're one, that yeah. you're one instead of two separate beings with two separate visions, two separate goals, that you're unified. In Psalm 133.1, it says, how good and pleasant it is when brothers live together in unity. So you could say how good and pleasant it is when husband and wife to, are, live together in unity. You know, the Lord Jesus said a house divided against itself cannot stand. Mm -hmm. And that's, I mean... The Lord said that. Yes. That you know, a lot of people think Abraham Lincoln said that, but, <laughs> but he got it off the Lord Jesus yeah. Christ. And it's a spiritual principle. And when there's division, I don't care where it is that 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 whatever it is won't stand very right. long. It'll eventually fall. And you know, we could talk about unity a long time, but we've talked about it throughout the last seven weeks in different areas mm -hmm. about being unified, uh, you know, in front of your children, mm -hmm. or being unified in your finances. Right. And, and so unity operating as though we're, we're two completely different people, mm -hmm. but we have to operate in unity and it's so important. And so again, if you've missed any of the previous sessions, mm -hmm. go back and listen to them because we talked about unity in different areas. I remember like finances, mm -hmm. which I just mentioned, yes. but so many couples are, are, are not united in their finances. He's got his money. She's got her money. And I've never seen, I'm, I have never seen, uh, a couple that be all that they could be uh, 
you know, if they didn't have their finances together right. operating as one. But so, so unity is just vitally, vitally important yes, because is. the marriage will not stand mm -hmm. unless, unless there's unity between the husband and the wife. That's good. Okay, we're on to V's. V. We're running out of letters. <laughs> value. It's very important to value your spouse. Mm -hmm. To to think that they're of great value, that they're valuable to you, they're valuable to other people, to realize the value of your spouse. You know, if I didn't have Terry, it would be so sad. I'd be heartbroken. There'd be such an empty spot. And I tell them that from time to time. And it lets them know how much he's valued. Yeah. And I try to do, to do the same with you, and I value you more than I can say. Mm -hmm. You're very valuable and precious to me in all areas. Yep, and your spouse needs to know that. Yeah. They need to know how valuable they are to you. Absolutely, mm -hmm. absolutely. And we we could I don't we could talk about that for hours, but mm -hmm. just 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 value your spouse, value them, and enjoy and savor every moment that you have yes. with them. Yeah. Yep. The next time. one under V is virtue. Virtue means behavior that shows high morals. And in a good Christian marriage, you need to have virtue in your marriage. And you might think, well, anybody would know that. But people don't a lot of times live it that way. And if you want your marriage to last a long time and be healthy, you need to have virtue. You need to have a high standard of moral behavior in your marriage, mm -hmm. especially when it has to do with the opposite sex. Mm -hmm. But also in, in the area of money, you know, sometimes people don't have uh, uh, good vir virtue, good morals in dealing with money and it causes problems or mm -hmm. uh, with uh, talking bad about people behind their back and it stirs up all kinds of family problems and that causes problems because there's a lack of virtue and virtue is really important you know something on this virtue that i that i noticed since i was a a, a youngster is uh when i'd be you know around couples mm -hmm. and you know uh, a television show would come on and uh there was a good looking man on there and and the wife in front of her husband and these other couples would say oh wow oh look at that guy Oh wow! I wish I'd like to be with him. I'd like to. I'd like to get a hold of him. You know now. You know. That's not being virtuous. No. And how does that make her husband feel? Mm -hmm. And and that guy, he's a movie star and he's good looking, but he's all put together on television. Television. Did you know makeup and TV lights can work wonders yes. for people? Yes, they can. Maybe if you saw him not on TV and under those lights, he might not look that right. wonderful. And you don't right. know. He might. He might. He might. Uh, be abusive to his wife. I mean, right. you don't know. But the point here is, is when the woman said that, it always bothered me on yeah. the inside because, you know, why would she be thinking that? Right. Why would she even be thinking that? And why would she verbalize that in front of her husband? How's that going to make him feel? Right. I, I think a virtuous uh, a person wouldn't do that. Right. And, and the same thing, it can go the other way. I've, I've seen men as well, you know, uh, a pretty lady to come on television or walk by or whatever. And, you know, he and he's married and he, he, you know, he probably wouldn't say it in front of his wife. But he said, ooh, look at that girl. Or look, But it's, that's not being virtuous. Right. You know, that's not being virtuous. So, you know, we want to be virtuous. Mm -hmm. And so it's very important to stay pure and virtuous before the Lord and in your marriage. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Is that a good example? It's excellent. And, and, and I have never, ever heard you uh, 
say anything like like I just said a moment ago where a woman said, "Oh, look at that guy. I wish I wish I, you know, could could be with, you know, around that guy." Or you've never done that. No, and I never would because that wouldn't be right. Have, and and I, I've never done no, that. No. I mean, I just want to be with you. Yes. I just I want to be and, and so virtue we don't have to hurry. Just just relax. Oh, I just just get the next page ready. <laughs> but virtue I mean, it's important. Yes. And uh, I, I tell you, I, when I was a, a kid growing up, it was important to me to have a, a woman that was faithful to me and loyal to me and did not have a wondering eye and didn't see a man go by and have her go, hoo, hoo, you know, like we've been talking about. And, and you are that. And I appreciate that. It was important to me. And uh, thank you. You're welcome. Okay, now you can go. I just want... I just, I don't don't rush me. I wasn't trying to rush you. <laughs> okay, no, you're doing okay, good. We're, we're, we're joking around here. You know, some some comments we have gotten that people like to like our little banter <laughs> back, back and forth. forth. <laughs> so that's good. Okay, that you can do that. What's next? Okay, W okay, W now, now W it's, W. It's wife W yes. wife. Now, when we were on the H's, we did husband, mm-hmm. and I kind of talked about that. Why don't you talk about the wives and keep me out of trouble? <clears throat> okay, wives. Never, ever, ever have the attitude that you think you're better spiritually than your husband. That's just a recipe for disaster, Mm -hmm. and it's not a good thing. And we could say a lot on that, but I'll just leave it there. In in the attitude of your heart, do not think that you're better or more spiritual than your husband. I'm going to let you handle this, but I do want to say this. We've seen that Mm -hmm. quite a bit over the years where, now sometimes it's for good reason. Mm -hmm. Because the man just won't study the Bible, he won't pray, he won't do the things that he needs to do spiritually. And the woman, the wife has to do it because he won't. Mm -hmm. But we've seen so many where the, the husband, was he was a good man, he sought the Lord, he loved the Lord, and... And, but the woman just thought she, the wife, his wife, just thought she was more spiritual. And, you know, she's this prayer warrior. And, and she thought she could hear from her God, from God, from and her God. husband couldn't. Right. And she thought she was just superior to him uh, spiritually, and she could hear from God, and he couldn't. And, and I tell you what, I haven't, those, those just aren't good marriages. Right. Just, just so, so, you know, you know, wives need to be aware of that mm-hmm. and, and, and not take that, that, position of spiritual superiority over right. your husband. The, the husband is, the Bible says, supposed to be the head and the wife is supposed to come alongside of him and they should seek the Lord together and get direction. And remember we said in an earlier session, the, God will lead through the husband and, and give confirmation through the wife. So, so, but, but we've seen a lot of that and it's just not healthy when the woman sets herself up as the, a prophet, you know, yes. it's just not good. Not good at all. So a wife also needs to honor her husband and to respect her husband. Those are two things that are vital in a good marriage. And I'm going to read, if you read the book of Proverbs, women, wives, if you read the book of Proverbs, you'll find so much wisdom on being a good wife. And I want you to look in the book of Proverbs and see how many times it talks about a nagging wife. Oh. <laughs> The book of Proverbs talks about a nagging wife a lot and talks about how better you would be to, you know, live on a rooftop than live in a house with a nagging wife. And it goes over and over again how terrible it would be to live with a nagging wife. So wives, don't be a nag. That's not good. And you've never been. You've never been. I mean, maybe, maybe almost not at all. (laughs) I got that look over it. But no, I'm joking. But, But really, seriously. 
you never have been. You never have been. And I've said that I've, that theme has been consistent through here. You're, you're an excellent wife, and you have never uh, nagged me. You've never chewed on me. You've never done that, you know, and I appreciate it. Well, you're welcome. Okay, we're going to go to Proverbs 31, verse 10 in the NLT. That It's a whole uh, section of scripture that talks about a virtuous woman and a good wife. So I'm going to read it. It's, uh, it says, Who can find a virtuous and capable wife? She is more precious than rubies. And it is hard for a man to find a virtuous and capable wife. And when he finds her, it's like finding jewels. Um, verse 11, Her husband can trust her, and she will greatly enrich his life. So a good wife is trustworthy, and she doesn't keep secrets. She doesn't do things behind his back. The husband can trust her. And she will greatly enrich your life. So think about that, women. Are you greatly enriching your husband's wife? Life. Life. (laughs) Verse 12. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. So women, we need to always be bringing our husband good and no harm. Um, Then verse 13. She finds wool and flax and busily spins it. She is like a merchant ship bringing her food from afar. And this is talking about the work that she would have done in that day. If we would have, if this psalm would have, or this proverb would have been written today, it would have had different wording because we have a different lifestyle. We don't spin our own wool. We don't make our own clothes a lot of times. So it would have different wording. But from what I, what I want you to get from this is the wife is a good, um, good worker, a hard worker, and she looks to provide good things for her family. She's diligent. Uh, Verse 15, she gets up before dawn and prepares breakfast for her household and plans a day's work for her servant girls. She goes to inspect a field and buys it. With her earnings, she plants a vineyard. So she's very industrious. She's very, um, uh, she's like an entrepreneur. She's looking for ways to be productive and ways ways to accomplish things in her life. Verse 17, she is energetic and strong and a hard worker. So a good wife is energetic and strong and a hard worker. She's not laying in front of the TV all day. She's not playing video games all day. She's not on the phone all day or texting all day. Or gossiping. Or gossiping. She's energetic and strong and a hard worker. Verse 18. You know, you've done verse 17. You you are energetic, strong, and a hard worker. You are a hard worker. You you really are. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Verse 18. She makes sure her dealings are profitable. Her lamp burns late into the night. Her hands are busy spinning thread. Her fingers twisting fiber. So she's not going to be spending more than she makes. She's going to be keeping track of the money. I'm not saying she does all the finances, but what I'm saying is that she makes sure that her household is taken care of by not being frivolous and not spending things that she doesn't have. You know, I might say there, remember the years where I, I don't think they're as available anymore, but you did coupons. Oh, yeah. And we'd go to the store and we'd, we'd save, you know, sometimes $10, $15, $20 mm-hmm. on in coupons, and it's because yeah. you cut the coupons out. Took them to the store, and uh, now you and, do it online. But, Everything's yeah, online. <laughs> but but, but I, that was very helpful to us way back many years ago, and I appreciate you doing that. Um, let's see, verse twenty. She extends a helping hand to the poor and open her arms to the needy. 
So a good wife isn't just concentrating on her own family. She's looking to help other people outside of her family and cares for the poor and the needy. Verse 21, she has no fear of winter for her household, for everyone has warm clothes. So she's not wrapped up in fear because she's done what she needs to do to provide and take care of her family. And I think with this also, if you look at the rest of the Bible with this, the husband has done his part to be a provider mm -hmm. and given her that safety. Right. Absolutely. Verse 23, uh, her husband is well known at the city gates where he sits with the other civic leaders. Verse 24, she makes belted linen garments and sashes to sell to merchants. She is clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of the future. So she's not a worry wart. She's not full of anxiety or, anxiety or fear. Um, in fact, she's so clothed with strength and dignity that she just laughs at any fear of the future. You know, a lot of people are afraid, afraid that something's going to happen in the future. Some unknown thing is going to happen in the future. But a good godly woman, a good godly wife is so clothed with strength and dignity that you can just laugh that off. Verse 27, she carefully watches everything in her household and suffers nothing from laziness. Her children stand and bless her. Her husband praises her. There are many virtuous and capable women in the world, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty does not last, but a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. Yeah. So that is, that is one section of scripture that talks specifically about a wife, a mother, a woman, and how the qualities that she can have to be honorable and, and to be greatly praised by the Lord. Um, so that was a good scripture, wasn't yeah, it? Well, yeah, well, it was the whole chapter, wasn't it? Yeah, no, not almost the whole chapter. Almost, almost the whole chapter. chapter. What, verse, what 10, Proverbs, verse 10. Proverbs uh, 30, 30 on the 31, verse 10 through 30. Wow. Okay, and one more W. It says, work together to build your future. Um, share the load. Be quick to help each other out. Carry your own weight. Be fair in, in, in your workloads. Um in working together, we don't want to neglect our chores or expect the other person to uh, be happy if we don't do our part. Um, we need to carry our weight around the house if we're physically able. Just work together. Um, you know, we need to, like, a lot of times I'll acknowledge, I'll know that Terry is tired, so I pick up something for him and help help him do it. Because he's tired or he's worn out or he's too busy and he does the same with me. So we, we work together to get things done. Yeah, working together. That's, mm -hmm. I mean, we, we worked together since we, before we got married. Yes, we, yes. We worked together. And it's so important to do that is work together. Well, it's a team. Yes. We're a team. And I'm glad you're on my team. I'm glad I'm, glad I'm and, on your team and, too. And we work together yes. and it's worked out well. <laughs> yep. Now we're at the X's. We're almost X. done. All right. What starts with X? The extraordinary. 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 Yeah, we're kind of fudging that a little bit. <laughs> that's all right. But uh, that's a good thing. Be extraordinarily good to your spouse. Be extraordinarily mm -hmm. loving and caring. You should love them and care for them more than anybody else in the yes, world. Yes. And why? Youthful. Stay young. Stay, Stay young. young at heart. Yes. Don't get all grumpy and crotchety and stuck in your ways. Don't be a stick in the mud. You need to keep vital and keep your youth about you. You know, I'm going to be 60 years old before too long, and uh, 
I still, I mean, sometimes I go around here because we live on the same place where I grew up. And uh, sometimes I, I act like I'm 10 years old, you know, I feel, or I feel like I'm acting like I'm 10, 12, 13 years old, 14, whatever. I don't feel any different than I did then. And, mm -hmm. and you know, uh, sometimes you look at me like, you know, he's acting like he's 12 years old. But I, I'm glad that that's there in me because yes. it, I think it helps keep me youthful. Absolutely. And yeah. it's a lot of fun if you can stay young and youthful and you're very good at that. Yeah. I, that's something I've been fairly good at yep. is staying, staying young. And I don't, you know, I don't feel 60 at all. Mm -hmm. I feel, I feel as good as I did. I feel better than I did when I was, uh, you know, 30, 40, 50 years mm -hmm. old. So, yeah. So uh, the question is, is what does 60 feel like? You know, who knows? Yeah. Feels pretty good. Feels pretty good, huh? Okay, Z. And, and now we are out of letters after this one. <laughs> and by the way, I want to thank you for, before I forget, you were the one that went through the alphabet and got these words together. So thank you. You're welcome. And what did you come up with on Z? Z. Several things, if you can believe it. First one is zip your mouth. Zip your mouth. Zip up your mouth. Now that'll that'll go a long way in a marriage. Yep, yep. Sometimes you need to keep your mouth shut. Mm -hmm. You need to keep your mouth shut. Mm -hmm. If we all would learn to keep quiet, um, if we don't have something good to say, don't mm -hmm. say it at all. I think right. the saying goes. Right. In Proverbs eighteen twenty one, it says, "The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit." So we don't want to be. Uh, criticizing and, and uh, bringing people, bringing our spouse down and finding fault. You know, if there's something they're doing that you feel like you need to open your mouth and, and criticize, just zip it up. Absolutely. Zip it yeah. up, keep your mouth shut. And uh, a lot of times we just need to keep our mouth shut and think of a more constructive and beneficial way to say something. Yes. I, know there, I believe there's another proverb that says, that a quiet answer turns away anger. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's been times in our marriage where I went ahead and said it, whatever it was, and it just, it just like throwing gasoline on a fire. And I've done that more than you have by far. It's not even close, but there's times I've said things and, and it, you know, that it just made, uh, we were in a, having an argument and uh, it just made things far worse. And, <laughs> And we all argue. We taught you under the A's how to yep. argue. All couples are going to do it. If yep. you're going to do it, you might as well do it right. So yep. go back there under the A's in one of the first, first, first or second sessions, and we taught you how to argue, how to argue clean and do it right. If you're going to do it, do it right. But uh, but there's been times when we've been arguing. Many times where I where I didn't give a silent response. I I said something and it just made things mm -hmm. far worse. And then it just took longer to get over the, the, the thing and all of that. So quiet, a quiet answer, I, it turns away anger. It just would have been better if I hadn't said anything. One thing that I found, and I think you could probably say it too, when you uh, take the effort to keep your mouth shut and your spouse knows that you're keeping your mouth shut and that you're controlling what you say, mm -hmm. it has such a good effect on your relationship because your spouse knows that you're not going off on them, but you could. And I've known, I've watched you over the years where there's times where you wanted to say something and probably should have said something and, and it would have been just, you could have really taken a real good shot at me, but you didn't do it. And the same with you. And I appreciate that. So yep. yeah, quiet answer turns away anger and uh, zip up your mouth. That that mm -hmm. would, uh, goes, goes a long way yep. in marriages. 
Okay, the next next few words kind of all go together. The first is zesty. Have a great enjoyment and excitement. Be full of energy, enthusiasm, or flavor. Be spicy. Be zesty. Next one is zippy. <laughs> zippy. Be lively zippy. and energetic. <laughs> so zip up your mouth, but z be zippy. Be zippy and zesty. And then be zany. zany yeah. <laughs> be uh, amusing. Yeah. Be unconventional. Be eccentric. Don't be afraid to do something goofy. A good kind you know? of zany. Yeah, a good kind of zany. You know, a good kind of zany. Um, like like Terry dressed up like the Easter Bunny for for uh, Easter a few years ago. I, I didn't do it. Tell him I didn't do it for you though. Didn't do it for me, but that's part of having a, a zany kind of relationship. You need to tell him I didn't just do it to do it. Tell him why I did it. You need to tell him why. But it. to surprise the grandkids. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I dressed up as an Easter bunny. Honey. There was On a Christmas. reason for the grandkids, and I put the Easter eggs, Easter eggs out. out, and they had a blast. Just, and, and they knew it was him, but they also knew it was. They thought it was the Easter bunny, and they were just kind of their eyes were wide and. And just doing stuff like that is fun, and it creates, it makes, like, playing, if you're playing games or something, don't just be, you know, playing cards, don't just be real stiff, just find fun, find did, a lot of did fun. Did I ever dress up like Santa Claus for him? We, we've got yeah. a Santa Claus suit, did I? I don't remember. Yeah, but you know, I don't know, but you know, there's a lot of folks that, particularly in the, uh, in the, the church circles that we've come out of, that, oh, you know, you shouldn't dress up like the Easter Bunny. Oh, you should dress up like Santa Claus. And give me a break. Give me a break. Let's have. What, what are we under? Being zippy, zany. Let's be a little zippy, a little zany. Those kids, they love coming over here. Yep. And they have. And, and I goof around with them, and we have a lot of fun. And and you know, and we tell them about the Lord Jesus, and we we you know we we give them the straight scoop, you know, on on. Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny, you know, but we have fun. We have a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun. They look forward to coming over here. And so that, I guess you could say I'm a little zany. Yep. You're zany. <laughs> He's zany. <laughs> and the last word is zealous. Zealous. Being filled with intense enthusiasm or passion. Yeah. And I'm zealous for you and I'm zealous for our marriage. And, and I just encourage you to make an effort from your heart of hearts to be zealous to make your marriage the best it can be. And I'm zealous for you. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, that's not jealous. No, it's not zealous. Jealous. We're, we're, zealous. But we talked about jealousy under J. Mm -hmm. So if you miss it, go back and find that letter. But right. be zealous, and I'm zealous for you. I'm zealous for you. I really am. Well, you know, we've come to the end of our of, of the letters now. And again, we probably missed some real good uh, uh, words that we could have used. But mm -hmm. I think we got, I think we did a pretty... You did an excellent job you of getting all these letters, these words together, and we probably missed a good word here or there throughout. But I think we got most most mm -hmm. of the important ones in. But you know, as we close this, I was thinking, you know, uh, several weeks back, uh, our our children uh, made the statement that it was a blessing to hear mm -hmm. it. It's a blessing. Well, I'm not saying this to boast us, but it was a blessing to hear it. Um, that they use our marriage as the example marriage. Mm -hmm. That they that they try to pattern their marriage after ours. You know that's a great compliment. That is a great compliment. That 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 that, that is a great compliment. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not saying that to boast us, but mm -hmm. when the children that live with us and watch us, you know, even you know, 
to the present hour for over 30 years will say that. They're mm -hmm. grown, of course, grown, and they say that. That, that wasn't that a compliment. It's, a, it's very touching. It, it very is. Touching. And, and so, so um, but then also, too, our granddaughter made a statement. I was thinking about how to close this up, this series, and she said uh, to you just the other day, she said, you and Grandpa have the perfect marriage. And then what did you tell her? I said, it's not perfect. We work every single day to stay committed to each other, to love each other, to prefer each other, to reach compromises, to get along. I said, We're, it's full of love. Our marriage is full of love, but we are we have the perfect marriage, if you want to call it, because we're committed to make it work every yeah, day. Yeah, and people can look in, as we've said, we've said periodically throughout this series, people can look in at marriages. And like I said earlier in the series, I looked at marriages some of them over the years and I thought it was a perfect marriage and the next thing you know the couple's getting a, a, a divorce mm -hmm. but uh, but uh, 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 but just looking in at you know typically any marriage from the outside and ours is no different you think we're just perfect just looking at it from the outside but we're not mm -hmm. and we've had we have to work on yes. we have to work at it and mm -hmm. uh, it's, but it's not hard work no it's work we we it pays off. Has great reward. It's not drudgery. No, but 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 it it, it is work. Mm -hmm. But but you know it's been worth it, mm -hmm. and I'm glad. And um, you know and you know I think back to when before we got married, and uh, we'll, we'll close here in just a moment. But just thinking of a way to to conclude this before we got married, you know, uh, uh, we we dated for about two years. Mm -hmm. The first year we were just kind of on and off dating. The second year we got serious, and then and then we we got married, and uh, we went to Bible school. So we had our honeymoon at Bible school, and then in the process of time we started Summit Christian Church. And but but I, I, you know when I think back when we got married, all we had to get married on was a thousand dollars, and that was for everything. Mm -hmm. I mean that was. That was for everything, and that was with the flowers being donated. Mm -hmm. A family member donated those. We didn't ask them to; they just did it. But we had a. Th I mean, that was for every. I mean, that was for everything, including the honeymoon, the, honeymoon, the clothes. A thousand dollars don't go too far. And then the day we got married, the air con. It was in July or June. June. I remember that. <laughs> June. We got married in June, honey. It was, it was June the twenty fourth, nineteen eighty nine. Yes. And the air conditioning. It was a hundred degrees outside, much like it is today. And the air conditioning broke down. Mm -hmm. And uh, and we're all. If you look back at our wedding pictures, we're just drenched in in perspiration. Point I'm trying to make is we didn't we didn't have an I'm not against elaborate weddings mm -hmm. and all that we didn't have an elaborate wedding right we we just didn't it was a very uh, simple sparse simple and that included the wedding cake mm -hmm. and we didn't have a reception afterward we had a, a small one right at the just church the cake, just cake, the cake. And punch reception so we didn't have an extravagant uh, 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 wedding and all of that and I'm not against those but but you know. I've watched people have those extravagant, you know, tens of thousands of dollars in, the, mm -hmm. in, 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 in less than five years of divorce. Mm -hmm. So we didn't have a lot to start with, mm -hmm. but what we had was we had true love yes. and commitment, mm -hmm. and we've learned to do these things we've talked about, and now here we are over 34 years later, and I'm happier with you today than when we got married, and I love you more today than when we got married, and I thank you for being my wife. 
and continuing to want to be my wife. I appreciate it, and I just think you are the tops. And you are a woman that any you're the best Christian example, best example of a Christian woman I've ever met. And uh, any Christian lady out there, look at my wife. She's you want to be like her, and it's just an honor to be uh, to be your husband. And I thank you. Well, I thank you for being a wonderful husband. He's the best husband I could have ever had. In, in a million years, he's he's awesome, well, and wonderful, and loving, and kind. Well, and uh, anyway, okay. So now, before we make people nauseous out there at us complimenting each other to the extreme, but we didn't plan to do any of this coming mm -hmm. from our my heart, and I know it is yours. So anyway, we hope that something we've said over the last mm -hmm. what eight weeks now has helped you, and uh, we wish you the very best marriage of all. And if your marriage is on the rocks and in trouble, hey, don't give up. Don't give up and quit. You know, look to the Lord and he can, I tell you what, he can put things back together. Mm -hmm. And uh, take these things we've said and uh, and put them into practice. Look, as I've said many times in this series, just hearing these things is not enough. You got to do them. Right. And if you'll do them consistently, then the marriage can can be good and can can come off of the rocks and be good and solid and sound. But it'll take work. It won't happen overnight. But it can be it, it can be all that God wants it to be. But you got to work at it. Yes. So yes. anyway, so as we conclude, then this will be the last uh, last session on this. We'll I'll be back next week, as I said, teaching another message. And uh, but why don't we close? Why don't you pray for marriages, and then I'll invite people to get saved, and then we'll dismiss. Okay. Lord, we just ask that your Holy Spirit would help uh, help each married couple that's listening to this, each person that's listening to this that wants to have a successful marriage. We ask that your Holy Spirit would help them, help them remember the words that we've spoken, help them remember your word that teaches us how to act and how to treat each other and how to love each other, that husbands would love their wives and wives would respect and honor their husbands, Lord, that, that they would honor their marriage commitment, their marriage covenant, and stay faithful. That they would learn to support each other and care for each other and understand each other. That they would uh, find ways to be pleasing to their spouse, find ways to make their marriage strong, find ways to be unified and have common goals. That they would look to you for guidance and help and vision for their life. And Lord God, that you'd fill their life with great joy and great fulfillment. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. 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 And if you're out there and you don't know Jesus as your Savior, you really need to accept him and receive him right now. The Bible says that there is a heaven to gain. There is a hell to shun when we die. We're all going to die someday. And so if you want to miss hell and make heaven, you need to repent of your sins and receive Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. The Bible says whoever calls on the name of the Lord Jesus will be saved. So call on him now. Receive him as your savior. You'll miss hell one day. You'll make heaven and he'll make your life and your marriage, your life worth living and your marriage worth having uh, in the meantime. So receive Jesus. You'll be glad that you did. All right. Thanks again. Thank you. It and, was fun. Yeah, I really and, enjoyed it. And uh, and don't don't hit me with that, that frying pan. Okay? <laughs> okay. God bless you. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye.